We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to Shoot the Shot, an NBA and variety show. It is October 22nd, 2021. Jonathan Osborne, as always, I am joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm uh, getting back into the swing of seeing NBA games on my TV basically every night. And oh my goodness, the Heat are beating the Bucks 29 to 5. Um, so there's that. that. That's yeah, that's not great. Uh, the Bucks wow, are missing okay. a ton of guys tonight. I'm not reading into that. It's almost the end of the first quarter. The Bucks have five points. I'm not, I'm not reading too that's much. That's crazy. Into that. Um. Anyway, yeah, Peter's still I just trash. pull up the scores. Um. Right. Bias. Not aside. The Heat are trash. Um. So yeah. So I mean, other than that, man. I mean, really, like I said, seeing NBA on the TV basically every night so far has been incredible. So. Well, I'm upset tonight. Mm. I'm I'm unhappy. Um. Uh huh. I had been enjoying this NBA season until. Uh, the NBA's seventy list of seventy five, seventy six actually, because uh, they voted and I guess they tied on two individuals and they couldn't decide who to pick, so they threw them both in there. Um, yeah, the NBA seventy five list came out the seventy five greatest players of all time, according to a bunch of people that uh, you know in the media and in the league and everything like that. And um, usually we don't really talk about the magic on this podcast, Luke. But um, pretty two, one in particular, but two glaring omissions on this list. I mean, there's a few, I think, that you could argue outside of the magic. But Dwight Howard not making this list. Tracy McGrady didn't make the list either. We can talk about Tracy in a little bit. But Dwight Howard in particular, um, this just really upsets me because this is a trend that you and I have talked about on the show before that we've seen on Twitter now really for years and just NBA media in general, SportsCenter, ESPN. Dwight Howard not getting his uh, his roses, not getting the, mm. the proper respect and appreciation that he deserves as a player. Dwight Howard is a guy uh, for like 2008 to like 2011, like 2007, somewhere around there, was legitimately a top five player in the league, finished top five MVP voting four years in a row, the only player in NBA history to win back-to-back-to-back defensive players of the year. Brought the nine, uh, the 2009 Orlando Magic to the NBA Finals at 23 years old. Um, was not just one of the best centers of you know his generation. Was legitimately one of the best players of his generation. Whenever you're putting yeah. together a list like this, 
Talent absolutely matters. The resume absolutely matters. I the the the, the couple of names I'm going to bring up. I'm big fans of these guys. I absolutely love Damian Lillard. He might be my favorite player in the league right now outside of the Magic. Damian Lillard should not be on this list above Dwight Howard. Damian Lillard has barely won a handful of playoff series. Has not reached an NBA Finals. Uh, you know, has has he made a, a first All NBA team? He might. Dwight Howard, I believe, made four first team All NBA teams. I think seven All NBA teams in total. Um, a, a handful of All first team All defensive appearances. Uh, again, the Finals appearance in two thousand nine. Damian Lillard made it to the Western Conference Finals and got absolutely smoked, okay? Damian Lillard right now, if you're talking about the talent, that's one thing, but you have to look at the resume as well. And Dwight Howard has just as complete of a resume as any of these guys in recent memory that have been put on this list. Like we talk about guys like, you know, like Carmelo Anthony, like Carmelo Anthony, one of the best all-time scorers in NBA history, made it to a Western Conference Finals. Outside of that, didn't have a ton of team success. Like Dwight Howard, 23 years old, brought the Magic to the NBA Finals. Um, Luke, I'm I'm irate about this. How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about Dwight Howard specifically, as you said, everything else, right? But the the one uh, another thing, just to continue to pile on here, is that I think it was not until his 15th season that he didn't average a double double. Um, so like, just outlandish things that like even when he was washed compared to what he was in Orlando, he was still averaging double-doubles. It didn't matter where he was. Um, and then you say, okay, well, he needs to win a ring. Well, there you go, guys. He won a ring. I understand it was the, with the Lakers, but, I mean, he still was 23 when he led the Magic to the finals. I don't I don't see a reason why he can't be a top 75 guy when you have the guys like like Lillard. And I think that there's an argument, honestly, for Anthony Davis. And Thank like, you. The, Thank you, Luke. What in the I, hell I think, has Anthony Davis done that Dwight Howard wouldn't have even been more capable of. The only thing is a longer prime, I guess, but like that's it. I mean, he he AD would love to have won three D poise in a row, would have loved to lead a team to the finals when he was a twenty-three. I mean, it's kind of a no brainer. And also there's guys on the list, I understand they're trying to like make everybody happy when it comes to like the, the era it was and we're about we to gotta piss slip off in some guy- grandpappies here. <laughs> Yeah, you you can. Uh, if you were in the you, league when they were dribbling like this, you do not <laughs> deserve to be on this list. Okay, like when they were like like they're Stanley from the Office. So what some of those dudes were were dribbling like, but um, yeah, I I think that it was. I mean, it's a no brainer, right? And I mean, obviously we're Magic fans, but there are non Magic fans that I've seen who have voiced their agreements basically on on Twitter with us today. Um. Yeah, so I don't see a reason why he shouldn't be on the list. The one that I have an issue with is because of his postseason greatness, a finals MVP, four rings. I'm talking about Tony Parker. I think he absolutely could have made this list. I don't be on see... the list over Damian Lillard, absolutely. Kyrie yeah, Irving, I... another guy that should probably be on the list ahead of Damian Lillard, maybe even like a Russell Westbrook or an Anthony Davis. Like yeah. this list for the most part, is like 99% solid. But the Dwight Howard thing is just so egregious to me because in media circles, he's not liked. He's not a popular guy. And that's the only reason to leave Dwight Howard off of this list. But you're, you're 100% yeah, right I, with Tony Parker. I wanted, 
I wanted to also, so I just actually pulled up, let's see, some some snubs. According to somebody at Yahoo, um, let's see, I can give them credit. Brian Kalbroski or Kabrowski. Um, do you uh, would you say that this is fact or fiction, Jonathan? Uh, Chris Bosch should be on the top seventy five list. Two NBA titles, an all you know second team selection, eleven All Stars, eighty first in rebounds, ninety fifth in scoring, one hundred eleventh in blocks. Um, I mean, he was obviously one of the key cogs to helping you know the Heat win championships. I, I think that you could obviously make a case for Bosch. I don't know exactly what the have they said. I know they were voting obviously because they had a tie at whatever and had to add one other guy. But have they said like have you read anything about criteria? What they were actually looking for was it all kind of subjective. I have no, I have no idea. And the, I'm guessing it was subjective because it's like MVP voting, right? I mean, it's just subjective. And these guys, you know, you had probably had older guys voting, younger guys voting, and they're all casting their votes, and yeah. that's how some of those, you know, older guys got in. Um, don't get me wrong. I think that the older eras of basketball should be represented in a a 75 year celebration, basically simply because, you know, they really, you know, helped the game get to where it is. Yeah. They paved the way. And, and I don't want to, you know, normally I am a huge proponent of, um, of, you know, if I, if you name somebody that should be on a list, you have to take off, like name who you're going to take off. Right. I, I'm not fully comfortable doing that with those older guys because I didn't. I never even sniffed watching these guys play. Now I know we roast them a little bit with their dribbling and whatever, and that's that. It's very true that today's era would 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 just these just guys run them over with the cooked. bus and then back up and then run them over again and then back up and then the, I mean like the things that today's NBA players would do is just ridiculous. They would but, burn Kyrie at the stake because they would think I, he's a witch. <laughs> okay? I, they would I, tie uh, yeah. Steph Curry to four different horses and have him, them run in different directions because they would be, mm. accuse these guys of witchcraft and wizardry. <laughs> They'd be like, yeah. what in the Hogwarts are we seeing right now? They would, have, yeah. they would not be able to comprehend the things that these guys are able to do with a basketball today. And that's just a it, fact. Yeah. So Eustace listening to us right now in the nursing home, I apologize, <laughs> man, but it's the facts. Yeah. Like, mm. and, and this is the thing you, ha- you do have to appreciate the different eras, right? And you have to kind of like, you have to look at them, um, not really in a vacuum, but like they're, you can't really compare the games. Like there was no yeah. three point line. Uh, obviously the spacing was so much different. The rules were different, you know, just to a certain extent, but you cannot tell me. Like Kyrie Irving is not busting that you know what on these guys. Like outside of like Bill Russell and Wilt, like back in the the sixties, they would have no idea what to do with Dwight Howard. Absolute mm-hmm. no idea. Yeah, I, this is something that is more um, more of a term in the game community, but the skill cap nowadays in the NBA is so much higher than what it was in the you know the 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 60s and you know even you know the 70s like everything has changed we have better athletes now they have you know so much better resources at their disposal there's so much more information that is shared now like I I get what they're trying to do but if we're really picking the 75 greatest players you gotta pick the best 75 guys like if if you were if you were doing an all-time fantasy draft there's no way that you're picking some of these guys over 
Dwight Howard or or like a Tracy McGrady, Tony Parker, Kyrie Irving. It's just, what are we doing here? Like, yes, honor them. Maybe find a different way to do that. But the, the game has just changed, man. You can't tell me guys today are not better than, than guys back then. I just, I, I don't really agree with that. So, Tracy McGrady, man. Like, literally all the talent in the world. And I'm sorry. You take Tracy McGrady, you put him up against Damian Lillard. Tracy McGrady does everything that Damian Lillard can do, but at 6'8", instead of, you know, 6'3", 6'4", whatever it is that Dame is. And I feel bad because I love Dame. Like, I really, really, really love Dame. But putting him above some of these other guys, just egregious. It makes me very unhappy. I am. I feel very passionately about this. I'm sure there are p- plenty of people that are just as passionate and d- disagree with me here, but, man... You got any other, you know, um, omissions from this list that you're, you know, questioning a little bit? Uh, not, not really. Um, I don't want to be one of those guys that also says like, I don't care. Um, but like this, this list, it's fine. It's just the NBA trying to do something nice, and then can, and you For know, the most part, show... it's very solid. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to be I mean, as long as you include those key guys, which they did throughout most of the list. It's just kind of when we get down to splitting hairs about certain people, it's like you you could have taken out some people there to, to add, make room for others, and uh, they didn't. So they're, they're they're just trying to make everybody happy, but yeah. You know how the old folks are, you know, it's like the old adage, like, get off my lawn. Mm. It's our lawn mm. now. Okay? <laughs> get yeah. back inside with your backgammon. It's a it's mm. it's it's a new era, and there mm. are some pretty glaring omissions from this list. Unfortunately, I'm gonna try to calm down, uh, you know, before the the next segment here. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? 
you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I feel I feel a little bit better now. I feel a little bit better. That's good. Appreciate That's that. That's good. A couple of housekeeping things, Luke. Uh, we just got right into that conversation. We felt so passionate about uh, the, the source material there. Um, we forgot to shout out our new patrons. So shout out uh, to Ellis, Nathan, Lynn, Carson, Tulo. Really, really appreciate you guys. Uh, shout out to our other patrons, Zico, Keith Garcia, Armin, Drew Gooden, Court Cousins Podcast. Uh, if you guys are interested in supporting the show, please go to patreon.com slash the six man show. We do have a few different tiers, uh, even if you, you just want that to be a couple of bucks a month. Uh, really, really appreciate you know all of your support. You guys are listening to this. If you're in the Orlando area today uh, from five o'clock to six thirty, we're going to be at Big Storm Tap Room that is connected to the Amway Center to hang out before the Magic take on the New York Knicks. So please be sure to come out, um, hang out. It's going to be a great time. So Luke. Um, this is now the third night of the NBA season. Uh, we had a, a great opening night. Um, Nets, Bucks, Lakers, Warriors, really great games. We've seen some great performances so far. Um, just wanted to check in with you and see, you know, just it's the first week of the season. We don't want to overreact to too much. But what are some of the teams or some of the players that have really stood out to you so far? So a lot of the players that have stood out to me, obviously Giannis stood out to me night one. Giannis... It took me approximately 15 minutes to send you and our producer, Kevin, a text that just said, I understand it's early. It's overreaction season. Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player in the NBA. And I, I, I understand it was an early reaction. I don't, Kevin pointed out, it's not really a hot take. It's not, but I was a... Kevin Durant is the best player in the league. It was LeBron. Then KD had it for, in my opinion, for uh, like, the off season for me. Um, and then, you know, Giannis decides to come out who received a lot of criticism for me the past few years. Cause he couldn't shoot. Um, he goes one for four from three. That's fine. But he was just dominant. Like he, he looked incredible. Uh, seven assists as well on top of his 32 points and 14 rebounds looked incredible. So him and the bucks, they stood out to me despite getting absolutely spanked right now by the heat. Um, we'll chalk it up as a fluke. And the fact that they have so many guys out right now, um, Kind of going forward, Warriors-Lakers game was fun, right? Warriors win that game. Uh, the guys that have stood out to me so far besides Giannis have been relatively the, like the younger guys, right? So uh, Chris Duarte from the Pacers stood out to me. He's a guy, Eric Fawcett was on our show over the offseason to talk about you know, the draft, everything like that. Um, Duarte was one of his kind of dark horse guys. And I, whether he said that on the podcast or not, I can't exactly remember. But he and I have talked you know, before the season started, he's like, I really like Chris Duarte. I think he went too late. Um, I, I think he should have gone sooner. Goes six for nine from three. Um, and just looked in- incredible. I thought Sabonis was going to drop 50 last night, Jonathan. Um, he started out the game 16 points at the end of the first quarter. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and then Chris Duarte and Malcolm Brogdon had 28 and 11. I mean, the Pacers looked good last night and then fell apart at the hands of LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball goes oh on to, he's, he's another player that I am very impressed by. Obviously, we knew it was coming. 31 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists for LaMelo Ball. Showed up looking like a human highlighter in his car and his weird, was that like a trench coat? I don't know if you yeah, saw that. It was, uh, it was interesting. 
Yeah, so and it's very LaMelo ball to a T. So LaMelo, you know, another guy for me. Um, I'm sure someone that stood out to you maybe was the Knicks. Uh, you just um, want to take my entire list because I was going to say LaMelo. I was yeah. I, I was gonna then mention Evan Fournier. Just yeah, if that, go right ahead. If that doesn't, if that, but if I mean, really, honestly, I wasn't going to say Fournier, but so I, I, you just let the cat out of the bag there with yours. Um, going to that game though, for me, it was Jalen Brown, forty six points. Jonathan, he was scoring a point a minute. He played forty six minutes in that double overtime. Yeah. 46 points, 16 of 30 from the field, 8 of 14 from three, nine rebounds, six assists, and managed not to foul out. He was in foul trouble and still did all that. Um, I mean, what else do you want from Jalen Brown? It sucked for him that he couldn't get the win last night, but I don't think – I was watching that game last night, and I was like, neither of these teams should feel bad if they lose this game, unless you're Jason Tatum. Um, who went seven of thirty and got absolutely strapped by RJ Barrett last night? Um, so yeah, so those those were kind of the, the the main standouts for me, Jonathan. I'm sure I took some of yours in that list. Yeah, you know, but it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, like Lamelo. The thing that stood out to me was like seven of nine from three because I mean the kid yeah. can do it all. Get to the rim whenever he wants. There is not a window that he cannot fit the basketball through to get to someone else. If he's shooting the ball like that, like the kid, I mean pardon you know the pun there but if you're shooting the basketball like that the kid is he's going to be an all-star this year like there's just there's no if ands or buts around it if he continues to play like this and shoot the ball that way I mean he's not going to shoot 77 percent from three this year if he does I mean more power to you but not going to happen uh for me, MVP yeah MVP yeah exactly uh for me John Morant 34 minutes yeah. 37 points so more than a point a minute right from the floor, 17 of 29, only one of four from three. The majority of these buckets are him just getting to the rim whenever he wants, and there's nothing that anybody can do about it. Um, If he starts to shoot the three efficiently at any time in his career, this is going to be a kid that we're talking about, perennial all-star, MVP, going to be doing damage in postseasons and things like that. He looked incredible last night. And then this might be Giannis's league, um, but if there's one guy that I need for one game still over anybody else, I'm still taking LeBron James. Uh, coming into this season, you know, some of the health issues that he had last season, I was like, hmm, does LeBron still have it? Is he still going to be able to kind of rise to the occasion? Yep. 37 minutes, 34 points. Uh, what are we looking at? 11 rebounds here, five assists. Um, yeah. Really kept the Lakers in that 5 of 11 game. from three. Yeah, really kept the Lakers in that game. Dude, on a night there that, was. No, go ahead. That was. That would, no, I was just gonna say, they're just thinking back to that game, and the threes like it. It was effortless. Yeah. It was effortless. Five for eleven from three. I, I, you're right. You're totally right about about naming LeBron there. Obviously, sucks that you know one of those things that like you lose opening night. People don't really talk about it as much. Also, yeah. you guys are haters. That's also why we're not talking well, about it. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know, I mean, LeBron looked great. He he really did, and so for him to drop 30, 34, 11, and five, I mean he he looked incredible. Russell Westbrook still finding his groove, still and finding his groove. There you there know, is a four stat, for thirteen from the field. There is a stat, Luke, that I've heard, uh, you know, really for years, and you know, a lot of times I've just echoed it because if you hear a guy like Zach Lowe say something, or you know, Kevin O'Connor, you're like, you know what, that guy's probably done his homework. He probably knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So when I'm having conversations about people, I'm just going to casually interject that in, <laughs> and that stat. <laughs> was Russell Westbrook being the worst volume three-point shooter in the history of the NBA. 
So I said, you know what? Is is it really true, Luke? Can he really be the worst volume three-point mm-hmm. shooter in the history of the league? Luke, out of 200, I believe it's 81 players in NBA history that average more than three three-point attempts for their career you know, per game. Yeah. Russell Westbrook is dead last. Absolute dead last. Anybody that decides that t- that's what they, you know, I guess qualify a, a volume three-point shooter, more than three attempts a game, which I think okay. is pretty fair. Um, yeah. At some point, if I'm Russ, I'm just like, hey, you know what? This isn't really my strength, and I'm going to move away from this because he does everything else so well at such a high level. If he could just remove that aspect from his game and focus on the things that he's really, really good at, I feel like Russell Westbrook could be even better, even we- more efficient. Yeah, and and like in you know looking at that, I mean, for his career, he shoots thirty percent. Um, how many how many attempts does he shoot for his career? Almost four. Yeah, and he shoots thirty percent. You know what? You know who could really benefit from Russell Westbrook's mentality, Jonathan, to just give it a give it a go, Mister Ben Simmons. Oh he could my really, goodness! It can't he, get he much could worse. Really, it can't. But if he had the mentality of Russell Westbrook, I'm the grace of everything that I do. I I can do it all. I can play make. I could play defense if I wanted to. I can shoot threes. You mean you Russell mean Westbrook instead of leaving practice threes? on a Wednesday afternoon or a Tuesday afternoon and going to the gentleman's establishment? Allegedly, alleg- allegedly, we don't have proof allegedly. of that. This is speculatory, but that's you the know rumor. What, you know what's the worst part about that? If that's not true. The weekday day shift at a gentleman's club, I've never visited one, but what I've heard <laughs> It ain't the time to be there. Well, right. Someone tweeted, um, going to a strip club on a Tuesday day shift is not something that's going to make you feel better. No. And here's the thing, Jonathan. What what, it was, what I was saying was it, it wouldn't have made a difference if he went to the strip club and it was true or not for me. Because he's already the like I've already got the lowest opinion of him possible. So even if that's true or not, it doesn't make it doesn't move the needle for me. You ever, have like, you ever seen backwards. the movie Little Rascals? Yes. Dear Ben Simmons, I hate your stinking <laughs> guts. You are the scum between. That's how you feel about Ben Simmons right now. Yeah, it's hard not to. And Think listen, about how listen. Philly fans so, feel, man. Yeah. So, but here's another thing. So it came out that you know he said that like mentally. He's not ready oh, to play for the Sixers. So I listen. Mental health is no, one of the things that that I real. love to talk about the most in terms of the awareness of it. However, Ben Simmons very well could be struggling mentally, but when it comes to the Sixers, he's basically just saying like, "You you guys hurt my feelings. I feel betrayed by you guys." So yada yada. I it, there are people who are struggling and in, in, in terms of mentally, all that kind of stuff more than Ben Simmons who would know and have the cognitive ability not to show up to practice regardless of how you feel about the organization and your sweats. And what was it? A hoodie while everybody else is wearing their practice. Like the, see, now the, you pointed that out. That is not totally true. Tobias Harris was wearing the same attire as Ben Simmons that day. Okay, and then I, one I of them wanna, was told to leave, mean, and one of them wasn't. This is so accurate. I, one of them also had their cell phone lit up in their pocket doing it, drills. Right. Okay. So that's why I don't not, feel bad for him when he's saying, "Oh, I'm not mentally ready." Well, guess what? You shouldn't have your phone at practice when you're getting paid thirty million dollars to yeah. show up and just hang out, pretty much. Right. So I am not saying that he does not have some mental health struggles, but what I am saying is that he knows right from wrong. 
and he knows how to handle things. I'm sure he has great people in his corner. I hope he does and gets the support and help that he needs. But there's always a but, Jonathan. But you need you're a grown man. Like you you know you know what you need to do. Your teammates tried to come out and see you. You said, get out of here. I hate that I'm talking about this right now, by the way. And I did it. I did it to myself. But I, I really hate it. And someone said it today uh, in all caps on Twitter. It's just like, I don't want to see another Ben Simmons. I don't need to see every time that he leaves and enters the facility. Right. And it's a headline every time, and it gets clicks because everybody's like, oh, what's Ben Simmons doing? And Daryl Morey coming out and saying, I'm, I'm sorry, this is hijacking. Daryl Morey coming out and being like, this could be a four-year thing. Yeah. I said, you're telling me that There's we're no going to, that, that either no Biden shot. will have been reelected by the oh next time this gosh. man gets figured out, or we're going to have another president. You're telling me I have to wait that long for this Ben Simmons no, thing. Like, you're willing. No and that is just how stubborn. Daryl Morey is. He was like, unless we get a player that will move the needle, essentially, is what he said. He will stay. He's got to say whatever he's got to say right now to try to recoup value, put leverage on other teams if they really want him. Mm-hmm. They yeah. want a difference maker. Just make but, the but Kyrie that point, deal. That's, if I'm the Nets, right. I'm calling up Philadelphia. Like I cannot think of a better scenario for both teams, both players. Yeah, and it, but it but if that's the case, like if Daryl Morey, which it does seem to be the case that he is kind of just staying pat, I do feel bad for Ben Simmons in that regard because he probably feels kind of in prison right now. Um, and thirty million dollars, you could you could lock me up <laughs> under underneath anything you want for thirty million dollars a huh? year. I don't got yeah. the hair like that, quite obviously, but uh, but yeah, maybe maybe yeah. Fiona from Shrek. That's more fitting, oh, probably. Nighttime, I turn into a, a troll. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Hey, can okay. we talk really quickly? I know you know we talked about like our preseason stuff and our uh, like predictions for the awards last week. The yeah. Nuggets absolutely put it on the Suns last night. Yeah. Jokic, twenty-seven points, thirteen rebounds, two assists, two steals. My um, most improved pick, Michael Porter Jr. I just wish he would shoot the ball more. Six of ten from the field, two of three from three. Like sixty percent from the floor, six rebounds, five assists, two blocks. Like Michael Porter Jr., just shoot the ball every single time you touch it, man. The kid just feels like he can't miss. So I'm one one night in my my like opening night overreaction. I'm feeling feeling very good about my Jokic MVP, Michael Porter Jr. Most Improved, Michael Malone Coach of the Year picks. I just I just want to throw that out there really quickly. Um. Yeah, and of course you had our Magic and OKC both start their campaign for being the worst teams in the league last night. Um, we don't have to get into that. We, we you and I will discuss but, all this on Sunday. We, we, you and I have, I have a bone to pick with you and you know exactly what it is, but we'll wait till Sunday. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So fun stuff. Start yeah. of the league, all that kind of stuff. I think we touched on pretty much all the headlines in terms of like the slate so far. Some teams got just absolutely ran out of the gym, you know, last night. The Pacers blew that lead. I couldn't believe it. I was watching it. I couldn't believe it. Uh, Sabonis has a shot to win the game at the end and just didn't hit it. I, I don't know. There was a lot of things last night that made me realize, like, maybe maybe I don't overreact to this when it's, like, established players. And that was the case. I mean, like, Dame looked oh, bad from downtown I'm not last night. i that whatsoever. Halliburton had, what, zero points or two points or something like that? Something ridiculous? Yeah. Um, yeah, first two game points. of the season is always weird. 
Yeah. Something crazy so, always happens. Yep. So I I mean yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy start already. I'm excited for all the storylines to play out. It's going to be a fun season, that's for sure. So, Luke, we're going to take a quick break, for, uh, take a word from our friends at Manscaped, and then you know we're going to talk about gambling because we're degenerates. So uh, stay tuned. It's true. Attention, ballers. Basketball is back. Ben Simmons has 76 problems this season, but you can have none with our friends over at Manscaped. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to keep their front and backcourt polished all year long. Trim with their new Lawnmower 4.0, which is included in the Performance Package 4.0, and watch the hair fade away. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6th at manscaped.com. That's code 6th, S-I-X-T-H at manscaped.com. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch can engage a travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? And one, the Performance Package 4.0 also includes a free pair of Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs that will bring your boxer game to the next level. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code 6th at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code 6th, S-I-X-T-H. It's time you take care of your bricks this season. All right, Luke, another week, another uh, week to lose some money. Uh, What are we looking at uh, for this week with your uh, NFL bets and uh, college bets? How'd you do last week, actually? Um, so yeah, so for college last week, uh, I went two and oh, so that was okay. good. Respect. Uh, Kentucky, Kentucky plus 22 and a half. And I did it just by logic. Kentucky plus two, 22 and a half. I thought too big. They covered at the last second of the game. They scored a touchdown to cover. And I was very thankful for that backdoor cover. UGA minus 22 and a half betters. You were sick. Uh, under 82 and Ole Miss and Tennessee. You know, I, my biggest argument was just. Same as Kentucky, Georgia. Seems like too big of a number. And uh, it definitely was. You know, I mean, it, over under 82, chances are I'm going to take that every day of the week. Uh, they ended up combining for like 52 or 53 points. So I didn't even sniff it. So it felt good about that. Went 2 0. Uh, college record so far for me is 8 6 and 2. Um, let's see. My NFL last week, I went 1 and 1. Green Bay minus 4.5. Aaron Rodgers owns you, Chicago. That was um, hilarious incredible and if you guys missed it aaron Rodgers scores runs it in and tells chicago i still own you um and then the steelers minus five they had to go to overtime they won by three obviously didn't cover so my record for nfl is six and six um real quick before we get into nfl here jonathan then i'll throw it to you there um i'm going wake forest minus three against army uh this weekend wake's offense has been great they're averaging 471 yards a game in the acc and their four acc games so far um i army if you're a good football team, it doesn't take much to beat Army. You just sell out to stop the run because all Army does is run. They throw maybe twice a game. Um, and then I'm going that, another one. Are you being just, facetious or is that legitimate? They throw the ball two times a game. Um, I've seen games where they do it, where they have only thrown the ball twice. That's awesome. um, yeah, let me, let, me, let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Let's see. Last week, let's see what they did. They threw the ball six times last week. Okay, so not far off. No, not far off. The week before that, through ten t- ten times. So, um, and a lot of those times, those are on trick plays. So they're on like option, triple option, whatever. It's interesting to watch, and it's fun to bet them if you do against teams that just like aren't good. 
because they know what's coming, but they really don't because the triple option and the option is just so hard to to defend, really, if you're not a great team, don't have the personnel. Um, so anyway, that, and then I'm going back to the well as far as over-unders, that seemed way too high. They're two high-powered offenses, LSU, well, not LSU, not really, Ole Miss really is the high-powered offense that I'm referring to here. Uh, Matt Corral, a quarterback, may not play. LSU you know, should run the ball on Ole Miss because they can't defend it very well. I don't know that they even sniffed the 70, so I'm taking the under 76 in Ole Miss uh, versus LSU. So that being said, Jonathan, uh, how was NFL last week for you, and what's it kind of look like for you this week? So the NFL was good to me last week. Um, I think there was one surprise last week, and that was the Chargers getting absolutely boat raced by the Baltimore Ravens. So I had them um, in a teaser with the Rams, so I lost that. Um, I threw up like a crazy six-team you know, uh, parlay. Obviously, you never hit those. Um Chargers messed that up for me, but the Bills would have messed that up for me as well. Um, outside of that, I had the um, I had the Bengals and Jags both in seven point teasers hit on that. Um, the Bucks, the Packers, six point teasers hit on that. Cardinals, Cowboys, another six point teaser hit on that. Um, and then I lost the the Bills bet. So last week I went technically I went four and two. When I throw up crazy parlays like that, I don't really count that against myself. Right. It was like ten bucks to win ninety. So it was kind of yeah. like, oh, you know, why not? I had an extra ten bucks sitting in the account. Might as well go ahead and and throw that right. up this week. Um, I I kind of had to to look pretty hard for for bets that I liked. Um, I really liked the Titans. Looked like they figured out some stuff last week against the Bills. Uh, Pat Mahomes, the Chiefs, they've been struggling a little bit this week. So right now, Kansas City is favored by four and a half. So I took the Titans at home plus four and a half. Um, then the Lions at Rams. Uh, Rams are, are giving 16 and a half points. It's the Jared Goff revenge game. I just feel like if there's any chance that the Lions are going to play a good, you know, 60 minutes of football this year, it's going to be this game against the Rams. So I took the Lions plus 16 and a half. And then New Orleans Saints at the Seahawks. You know, I don't believe Russell Westbrook. Uh, Russell Westbrook, good grief. This is an NBA podcast. Oh. Uh, Russell Wilson is going to be back this week. Uh, if they're still throwing Geno Smith out there, he's going to get annihilated. Uh, I think Jameis puts up you know big numbers this week, so I've got the Saints minus four and a half at the Seahawks. Traveling across country always kind of tough, but Geno Smith sucks, man. <laughs> yeah, so is that that's uh, kind of rounds out your picks there, John? Yeah, it does. Okay, so um, I've just got two for NFL like usual. Uh, I'm going to be going uh, Ravens minus six versus the Bengals. Um, Bengals are for real, but uh, I think that they haven't played a team that is going to bring as much heat as the Ravens are going to be able to. Um, and, you know, there's talk about obviously the the Ravens maybe, you know, having that suspect, you know, secondary, the Bengals might be able to take advantage of it. But we're going back to the statistics here as well. Lamar has covered the last three against Sensi and won five straight up, last five straight up against them. Um, I just think that, you know, it'll be a fun game. But I, I could see the Ravens, you know, forcing some turnovers here, getting into the backfield um, of Cincinnati, um, you know, making them make some dumb decisions, stripping the ball, whatever it may be. I think the Ravens can cover that minus six. Uh, then I've got your Giants covering oh, plus brother. three against Carolina. Um, I just think, you know, you, you can't really trust them without CMC. I don't trust Darnold. They're on the road as favorites. Um, you know, they, the reason the Giants lost last week that largely was due in part to turnovers, losing Tony early. Things that, you know, the Panthers, as far as takeaways go, they've only had six takeaways this year. 
So uh, I just don't think that uh, that'll be a reason. I think the Giants will hang in this one, make it closer than some people might think, just right off, you know, just at looking at the paper. Um, but that for that reason, I do have Giants plus three against the Panthers. I'll tell you why. Um, I have no faith in the Giants, and it's the offensive line. Um, our starting left tackle, Andrew Thomas, is now on IR, so we're not going to see him for a while. So uh, if it's, you know, Matt Pert or Nate Solder starting at left tackle, Daniel Jones is going to be literally running for his life the entire day. And if Kenny Galladay is not ready to go, um, you know, we got Sterling Shepard back last week, but we need Darius Slayton to come back. If there's still no Kadarius Toney, I'm not going to be optimistic about the Giants whatsoever. We saw the ugly Daniel Jones come back last week where he's just trying to run for his life and, you know, forcing things into traffic, throwing picks. And to me, it has everything to do with Andrew Thomas not being at left tackle. Uh, he won't be there Sunday. So, um, I love you. Godspeed. I wouldn't I wouldn't put any money on the Giants this week. That's you know, might be my heart speaking, but um Godspeed. Yeah. I, I that's all I gotta say. Another game that I'm looking at, Luke, that I, I, I don't usually bet lines quite this big, but Arizona minus seventeen and a half at home versus the Texans. Cardinals only undefeated team left in football. Texans are absolutely god awful. I don't know if that line could be too high. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's kind of crazy. I, that'll be interesting to kind of see how that plays out. Yeah, I don't know the last time that I saw a spread that was, was sixteen and a half. Is that what you said? Well, so sixteen and a half. The Rams um, at home against the Lions and the Cardinals at home against the Texans is minus seventeen and a half. Wow. Yeah. Mm, okay. Pretty pretty juicy. Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. I, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of I don't know having like a little teaser hangover where it's like. I mean, it's just not enough action for me because they're almost like too easy. It's like twenty five yeah. bucks to win twenty bucks. Part of me just wants to throw like a hundred fifty bucks on the Cardinals to cover this week. Uh, you know, see if I can because you almost like double up at that point. So, right. I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling kind of frisky this week. We'll see what my uh, my gambling partner wants to do. But mm. um, yeah, Luke, NBA basketball is back. NFL season is in full swing. College football. Um, Gators, what kind? What bowl game are they playing in this year? What do you, what do you feel like uh, about that? Are they playing in any significant bowl game or no? No, no. I think I I've I've lost all hope. I think they're going to get smacked up by Georgia. They'll be in a bowl game, but it's not. I already don't care about bowl games, but they're already they're going to be in one that definitely doesn't matter. Yeah, like they're four and three. Like you you have a bye this week, and then you go to Jacksonville to play against Georgia and they're just going to absolutely just blow the doors off you. Right. Um, only way you get close is if, you know, they, you catch them sleepwalking. Georgia's never going to sleepwalk against Florida. They hate each other too much to do that. doesn't matter how bad they are. So yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's interesting, you know, then you, you, you're going to be ball eligible. You just need two wins in five games and you, you play Florida state. <laughs> so, uh, there's one win, right? Kevin, Kevin? our producer um, always keeps his mic muted for the entirety of our podcast episodes. I can tell you he is, <laughs> it's taking every bit of his fiber and his being, uh, not to, uh, jump in this podcast right now. He knows, we'll he knows it's going to be bad. Um, but yeah, so no, I, I have no high hopes for the Gators as far as bowl games. I think you got to fire the defensive coordinator by the end of the season. If you don't, I think Dan Mullins got to go. So um, we'll see. We will see. All right, folks. Luke, I think that's going to do it for this week. Um, again, a lot of things to be excited about. I'm glad that we got to get on here and vent. I'm still very upset about Dwight Howard. Um, if he is not <laughs> on the 100 list 25 years from now, we will be right back here 
complaining, prop even more so than we, we than we did tonight. So uh, appreciate you guys listening again. Thank you to all the patrons. Uh, thanks for everyone that came out um, Wednesday night to the the watch party that we had at Harry Buffalo downtown Orlando. Even though the magic got destroyed, um, but if you guys are in town Friday when you guys are listening to this. Um, come down to Big Storm Taproom. Even if you're not going to the game, you know, come hang out with us for a little bit uh, before the game. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, for Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to Shoot the Shot, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.